1: Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift Caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding.
0: Hi feisty friends, Sarah here. So full confession, this is quite the confession. I had a completely delinquent moment yesterday and I literally did not show up for our podcast recording (laughs) so um to Sarah uh my amazing co-host I apologize and I can't wait to talk to you next week and tell you exactly why and how that happened but for our listeners you know what typically what Sarah and I typically do is like we record at a certain time on Wednesday um, and we and we show up to that recording time. Occasionally we change it, but we mostly just every Wednesday, like clockwork, show up at the same time. Um, and if we need to, if one of us is, typically if one of us is traveling, as you probably know, we will, um, you know, we'll just like send each other a voice memo or record some kind of um, unusual episode like I did with the other feisties in Austin, Texas uh, a couple weeks ago. So, you know, um, but typically, you know, 5 p.m. on Wen- Pacific on Wednesday, I am there with my microphone ready to go. And this week I just didn't show up. And Sarah, I'm just picturing Sarah sitting there on the Zoom call waiting for me. Uh, so that happened. <laughs> I'm kind of, in a way, I'm like kind of proud of myself because in five years of Producing this oh, more than five years of producing this podcast. I don't think I've ever done that, just not showing up. Um, so, uh, at least the, the first time took me five. If I can do that every five years, I think we're good in terms of like, <laughs> in terms of those are good stats. I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take that win. Um, okay, so this week, the, our lovely podcast editor, Carrie, is going to choose uh, a previous broadcast something that everyone liked that um is going to go on this feed but i wanted to jump on here first of all to apologize and just say that shit was my fault and sarah and i will be back next week and also to tell you about trication that feisty launched this week because i'm super stoked about it so as you know like as you probably know every year we Since 2017, except the COVID years, we have been going to the Ironman World Championships in Kona, Hawaii to cover the pro women in the race. You know, in previous years, we used to do, we used to um, interview each and every one of the pro women, Just crazy. Sometimes we'd be, doing, we'd be doing 40 or more uh, interviews. Uh, last year in 2022, Ellen and Ella and I made, I think we made close to 50 reels, 40 odd reels. During during the week, we also did eight live podcast recordings where we had clips with pros that we that we dropped into that live show, um, and that was pretty fun. And that was a lot. That was over on the Iron Women feed and also live on YouTube. Um, and this year, I'm super stoked to like share that experience with our feisty community. So that's essentially what our feisty trication is. So what we did is um, sorry about the seagulls. Can you hear them? They have, uh, where I'm, um, my uh, office slash studio is right beside, um, is, a, is very close to the water here in Victoria. And there's a big, <laughs> there's like a giant seagull turd right on the skylight above me. So it not only makes, they not only make noise, but they leave presents too. So love some seagulls. Anyway, um, Kona. So I we booked, Feisty, booked a uh, house on Alihi Drive uh, at about mile three near Magic Sands, for those of you who know it. Um, and we're going to be hosting like brunches and all kinds of activities there. And we wanted to have like, we wanted to invite 20 women to come with us. Um, not everyone stays in the house, by the way. That's, like, our feisty team will stay in the house. Um, but we wanted to invite people with us so we can all kind of get out and train together. So Catherine and Carrie are going to be leading that training camp. And you'll get to, like, run on a Leahy, uh go up and ride the Queen K, and go and run in the energy lab, and swim to the coffee boat from the pier. Um, we'll also host, like, pro panels. And you can have... You can um, attend the live recordings of our podcasts. And so we're going to do all the, like, iconic, cool Kona stuff that everybody loves to do. And we're going to all do it together as a group. Um, And it is the first year of the women's only, like, this year at the Ironman World Championships, as you all most probably know, is a women's only race. So we wanted to kind of, like, celebrate that historic moment with some other people. So we just launched the sign up for that. We already have a couple of people signed up. I think this one's going to sell out. So it's worth jumping on now. Um, and there is a three, like there is kind of a three month payment plan option. Um, so folks can spread out that cost a little bit because we know it's also difficult to get there. Um, it also costs a bit to like get to Kona and to book your accommodation too. So uh, we wanted to, also we wanted to price it in a way that's mindful of that. So check that out we will put the links in we'll put the link in the show notes um, and I definitely hope to hang out with some of you there so without further ado we'll listen to a replay and sorry
1: everybody I will we will talk to you next week Hello. Aloha. Well, aloha.
0: No aloha
1: <laughs> anymore because we're not on the island.
0: It's weird to not be The island is good to me. Like, I like the island.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It was. I to say it was kind of weird because I, I went back to class from being in Hawaii for a week and a half and I didn't tell people where I was going. Uh, I told my my professors that, you know, I was gone for a work trip. Which was technically true. I was gone for a work trip. You didn't say, like, you. So,
0: so, okay, wait, can I just pause you for one moment? So, the, the, in this context of you being in school, your professors, like, they don't know that you're like a world class athlete, that you're like going to a world championship, that you're like a course record breaker. Like, they don't know this.
1: I don't know. I, I just told them I was going, I had a work trip.
0: I, mean, I know you well enough to so know you wouldn't tell them Like you wouldn't show up on the first day of class with like, champion athlete written on your forehead. But like, it's funny that they, anyway, that's funny to me.
1: It felt more legitimate that way that I was going on a work trip, which is technically true Mm -hmm. because I, you know, was going for the Swift team and going to race.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not even, it's not technically true. It's just true. It's true.
1: It's true. Mm -hmm. But I guess, uh, one of, one of the members of my cohort was a little concerned because the week before, I had been dying in class with this cough Um, and like just I was just such a sick mess that she was concerned enough that she she reached out to another part of like we have the same peer or the same um, uh, advisor advisor yeah we have the same advisor and reached out to the other person in our little advisor group. And Megan, who follows me on Instagram, is like, oh, Sasha, don't worry. She's in Hawaii. <laughs> so I show up in, in lecture and this, this person, Sasha, she's like, yeah, so I was really worried about you. But then Megan said you were in Hawaii. So I guess you're OK. I'm like, yeah, I swear I was there for work, though.
0: <laughs> Although I, that's hilarious. First of all, I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> Yeah. Still, that you're a little bit sad, um, but uh, that's that's hilarious. They, she follows you. She's at the Ironman World Championships. She'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's not dying. She's not she, dying. she's doing an Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I? I know I've probably told this story of the podcast before, but it's reminding me. And I think it's like now that you're doing a PhD, it's like you'll appreciate it on a new level. But like, yeah, one year when I was in Kona, I was. Uh, I had my defense of my PhD. So I'd written, I'd submitted, it's like months later. When you defend a PhD, your dissertation, this was something I worked on for like three years. Well, technically, it's supposed to be three years. I was kind of like part-time. By that time, I was like part-time PhD, part-time student. So several years. (laughs) And then they like fly people in who are like the the experts in your field, whatever you wrote about for this thing. And I had given myself an extra, I was going to fly into to Edinburgh. I was in Edinburgh. I was gonna fly from Kona to Edinburgh, which is quite far. And then I was going to um, go, I gave myself 24 hours. I was gonna stay at a friend's house and then defend my PhD the next day. I know I've told this story before, but it's quite it's, now that I'm coming from Hawaii, it's funny. And it was back in the days when like there was one out one flight per day off the island, like for it for each airline to each major hub, you know, in the US. And they canceled our flight and the flight went the next night at the same time. So, and I had spent, yeah. So I got on the plane the next day. I went from the airport, like with my bike box, like, and this is, these are days when I was like kind of poor. I think I'd come like 20th or 24th or something in the race. So it was like, okay. I came like wheeling up to like defend my PhD, like with like my bike box and like my flip flops. (laughs) like. And I wheeled my bike up this big hill and it was like the divinity school in Edinburgh because it was like world religions I studied, right? Like the divinity school is like this magnificent old building, you know? And they also have, they also have like uh, the Scottish parliament holds like meetings there too. Like, it's just amazing. Anyway, I reel up and uh, I went in and then like, I had to tell them like that I was at that, which was great because actually the woman who, the woman who was like my main kind of Fan, I guess you'd say of the panel. Like, she's the one who really was like, "No, this is like." She there wasn't much fighting over like whether they were going to give me the PhD, but she was definitely like totally on side. But she was like, "Wait a second, you just like raced at a world championship," <laughs> you know. Like, and I think about that. I'm like, only like I must have been twenty eight or something. Like, you know, like that's something that now I'm like, what? what was I thinking? Like to give myself that small a buffer, like for things to go wrong, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a small buffer when you, ha- cause it's like for, for me to get home, I mean, it was basically two six hour flights. So to get to Edinburgh, it would have been at least another six hour flight.
0: Oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like insanity.
1: <laughs> and then I'm just
0: there with my like Buddha tag top and my flip flops and just like, hey, <laughs> amazing anyway okay Sarah this I'm I'm very interested to get um kind of your story what happened how things were going for you during the week all the things that you couldn't say publicly um and all of that and do the Kona debrief of course um I also yeah I also had some like you know post-race musings so let's do that after a break the fastest path to living healthier longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule, and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts, so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your Inside Tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So, if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com. Forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F E I S T Y. Okay, so Sarah, this is all this is what I know. I'm just going to give everyone what I know. (laughs) On on Friday, (laughs) uh, six days before the race, Sarah and I were supposed to record together the first episode of the women of Kona and I get this like WhatsApp FaceTime. I know that's, those are like, that's an oxymoron, but I get like a WhatsApp video call from Sarah and she's just absolutely like clearly very sick, like hacking up a lung. Like we, we all felt bad. We were sitting in the car, Ellen and Ella were there sitting in the car and I just felt very bad for you um and i'd really love and 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 for our audience like sarah and i honestly haven't caught up until now so i'd love to hear first of all like yeah how did things go for you
1: oh jeez so because i'm slightly delusional <laughs> like all the week before the the race i'm like i'm totally going to be healthy enough for race day totally totally fine you know whatever i can't breathe You know, I, I, my heart rate's elevated. I am like just absolutely disgusting human being, just coughing, hacking, like, but it's okay because I still have, and it got to the point where it's like Wednesday, which is the day before the race. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I I still have 24 hours. I still. (laughs) But you have to think that, like, I I definitely, I've been there. You have to
0: think that. And I, I was very impressed to see you on the start line.
1: But, but I'm like, I, I, it genuinely never crossed my mind that I was too sick to race. Right. And, but if you thought you were too sick to race, you never would have had a chance. Well, because you, you honestly, you don't know. And Mm -hmm. I was there and I wanted to give myself a a chance. But the second I started swimming, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh.
0: The second you started swimming, like, so you went like off the line and then you were like, oh shit. (laughs) <laughs> like, <you know. clears throat> this is like real time everyone's yeah. experiencing it real time
1: so maybe maybe like 100 meters in mm-hmm. I'm like oh this is great but that's okay it's okay. like maybe once once i get out of the water and i'm like change the second i start changing position i'm like oh oh no the swimming was the good part i'm like it's okay it's okay i'm gonna get my shit together it's like And then like within probably the first K on the bike, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to finish. Like, this is just one of those Kona experiences. Like, yes, I'm sick, but I can do this. I can do this. Like, even if I have to walk the marathon, I am going to finish this stupid race because it's awesome. Um, I know that was a ridiculous statement just to me, (laughs) but like, yeah, you know, I just, I'm going to get through today. Like I'm fit. You know, I don't need to breathe at 100%.
0: I don't need to breathe.
1: <laughs> That's like the best quote ever.
0: At, at any percent. I could, I could breathe at like 80%. That's fine. Like it's only an Iron Man. Probably
1: 70%. It's all 70? good. <laughs> fine. What could go wrong? And then I'm just riding on long. And I'm like, I am actually quite sick. <laughs> and this is stupid. Like so- you still sound sick. I yeah, I am a little still sick. Um, I I can't even function. I can't even form sentences. Um, yeah. So I made it to I made it to Waikoloa. I'm like, you know what? Pretty good. Forty k. Oh no, it's more than that. So you got the extra k's. You're like fifty k's in. I'm like this. This is it. This is time for me to go home. And then I'm like, wait a second. Waikoloa, where you were staying? No. Oh, I'm you like, didn't just well, wheel shit. into your condo. Now <laughs> I have to get back. And like, well, yeah, I'm like, well, Waikoloa, like I'm sure that there's like, you know, a race official or something like I can, I can radio and I'm standing at the side of the road and I'm like, hey, people watching, like, do you know if there are any Ironman staffer? And they're like, well, well, there's this hotline number that you're supposed to call. Hotline? If you, yeah, if you abandon the race. And like, we pull it up. I end up. Leaving a voicemail. Oh, Sarah, that's so nice of you. Okay, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do because I thought somebody would answer and they would like help get me home. And I'm like, well, I guess that's. I'm like, well, it's only 50k home, back to the house. I guess I'll just ride really slowly because the thing is, like, in the lead up to the race, I I was doing some light exercise and I'm like, okay, okay, I don't really feel that terrible, you know, like. Doing easy stuff didn't feel horrible, and so I figured, okay, you know, as long as I'm not going hard, it's all right. So uh, it was as long because I'm not going hard.
0: Why would you need to go hard? It's only a world championship.
1: <laughs> uh, no, like when I had turns around because I found out. Yeah, I found out the hard way that going hard, I it, like it wasn't going to happen. Like if it takes me two hours to noodle back, okay, fine. Um, yeah, so it was great because, uh, Jan Frodeno and his manager, Felix, were riding the opposite direction, just cheering people on and they flipped around and they rode back with me and we went to target and got some like cold brew and some snacks and stuff. It was great. Um, I mean, as great as a terrible experience can be, but like, it was really nice having some company. We, we changed some race, some guy who was racing the side of the road, Um, he had a flat and like, you know, Jan changes his tire and needs a tube. And I give him my tube, like, it just, it was a different side of racing, which was actually kind of nice in some ways. Um, and it it gave me, you know, a couple hours to just kind of regroup and put things into perspective. So by the time I got back to the house and showered, I'm like, okay, now my job is to cheer on my, my athletes you know, be there for other people, um, celebrate other people's races and mm-hmm. like put my own disappointment aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny is talking to Ben after he's, cause he had all obviously seen me before I'd left. He's was like, yeah, Sarah, it was going to be an absolute miracle if you could actually race, I'm like, wait a second, you knew that he's like, yeah, <laughs> you were super sick. Like, what were you thinking? I'm like, yeah, I guess honestly that, I like, you know, you can be optimistic to the point of just not being rational. Um, I think if it had been a different race, then, then maybe I would have approached it differently, but like, I definitely, I was at the point where I saw no harm in starting.
0: Right. And was it the same, you know, I was having this conversation with, um, Ellen and Ella, because they're like, you know, Ella's a fairly new pro and Ellen was on our national team. And, you know, I was telling them and I'm, that how like in Kona, it's a bit different than like your ordinary Ironman because people come out of the water and it's like a 40k time trial <laughs> to see like until you get up on the Queen K, and then people settle in. Like, was that true this year too?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I I definitely think it was probably pretty punchy. I have a very skewed perspective because like anything that wasn't just noodling was hard. So right. <laughs>
0: But that would make it even harder, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I actually yeah. like quite impressed too by like because I feel like your position out of the swim like they were the packs were kind of broken up into like smaller groups. It was really interesting, but it wasn't like you weren't like too bad. You know what I mean? Like I was like,
1: ah, oh, all right. It was it was it was okay. I mean it. Yeah, it was okay. That's how I felt. That's yes, what I thought. It was <laughs> okay. Like I, if I had magically felt good on the bike, then I was very well positioned to have a great race like the 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 swim did not would not have changed anything right yeah yeah but it is what it is right and then afterwards like did
0: you just you know do you feel like you rolled like i've had that experience too i was really feeling that when you said like you know you had because you're you're like what's your word noodling you're you're like soft paddling kind of back to kona like i always find that when i've times when i've dnf'd that like the the bike or jog home it's like super good debrief time with myself. Like usually by the time I'm back and back to like transition or whatever, where I'm like officially calling it quits. I'm like, I fully debriefed. I've understood what happened and I'm ready to move on. Like, do you feel like you moved on quite quickly or were you disappointed?
1: Uh, I think it was a man, you were kidding yourself, but (laughs) (laughs) it was, it, it was clear to me it was the right decision. And especially I think if, if there was any piece of my, my mind that didn't think it was the right decision, like that got reversed 24 hours later when like my symptoms got bad again. And that was only after like two and a half hours of doing stuff. So if I had tried to even go easy across the distance, I would have really messed myself up. Yeah. Um, so that i think that part to me was really surprising was just i hear that
0: even yeah even like a like a hard 4k swim is like legit as like an exercise as like exercise you go know, like that can mess you up
1: yeah you know? but i it didn't that part wouldn't have occurred to me that like even as little a, of the race that i had done would have set me back a couple of days um mm-hmm. i can't even imagine if i tried to do the whole thing like
0: yeah yeah
1: I too yeah. I have too much stuff going on in my life I can't I can't be in bed for like two weeks right. and we okay so we saw you at the press conference yeah, yeah yeah that was fun
0: um I enjoyed that do you were you surprised to be like at the press conference Ah,
1: uh, so they like to have some Americans on the panel oh interesting so I think you know, not that you
0: weren't like I'm not like in any way saying you shouldn't have been at the press conference. It was just like definitely like Yeah, you know, and you have um you know, you have finished fourth and before there. So like mm-hmm. that's that's legit, you know. But they had a bunch of past winners and you know.
1: I think I think they wanted to have another American on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't realize that Chelsea was just gonna go out there and smash it. Of
0: course, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like anybody who's been paying attention um like closely I I had she was mentally on my top five list um yeah yeah Yeah, us too like we said that before
0: the race in our picks Kelly said it I said it I said it just based off of you know it used to be sorry I'll backtrack it used to be really interesting because when we would interview almost every single one of the pro women like we do 40 interviews right it's amazing how much you would come out of that like okay I know who's on you know, like, you can tell who's, like, mentally in a good place, at least when you see them. Yeah. You know, like, some things can happen between now and then or something, whatever. But, like, you know, you get this sort of sense. But I didn't have that this year because we didn't, um, we didn't interview absolutely everyone. But we did talk to Chelsea before um, the race. And just, like, seeing her and talking to her, I was like, oh, she's, she's ready. Yeah.
1: yeah. But she's, she's been essentially preparing for this race for years. -hmm. Because she went out with Sarah Piampiano years ago. And like I I had coffee with her that year. And I could tell even so that was like four years ago. Mm -hmm. Her brain had switched on for Kona qualification, go out there and smash it. Mm. And that's that's something that, you know, obviously she didn't get the opportunity with COVID and races and everything, but Like that was, you know, that, that makes a big difference. Like that was, that's been her goal for years. And I think she's just kind of been quietly doing her thing. Um, And it's freaking awesome. Talk about debut.
0: Yeah. It was amazing. People willing to focus on Kona. Definitely to like putting their, all all their eggs in the Kona basket tend to do very well there. You know, if, even if you think of like past champions, like Rennie, Natasha Badman, like how they would organize their entire year. Like it didn't matter if they were coming six, at some 70.3 somewhere. Like it was still everything. Their entire prep was like dedicated.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um,
0: I don't think that's the only way to win. People have won in other ways, but definitely we've seen that as a pattern.
1: Yeah. So it was it was mm-hmm. fun to be on the press conference, but I feel like I was definitely uh, coming at it from a different angle. Yeah. It, it's not to say like, I, I don't know. Um, it was fun to see the three of you out in the audience, though.
0: Yeah. It was the, the reel that we put up of you when you said, like, when you were saying, I don't know, that because you're not changing diapers and you're not in class. <laughs> so you have to be there, you know, um, when, like people loved it.
1: Oh, that's cute. Well, I mean, it's it was kind of true where like, it's it's such a nice perspective to have mm-hmm. when especially when I was realizing that I didn't feel awesome. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it w- It's not an excuse to be like, I have all this other th- stuff going on in my life, but it definitely puts things in perspective where, okay, I am fit. I really want to race. But I also understand that this is just so amazing to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, honestly, I I went into it with just so much gratitude that the race is back and that I can do it and you know that I'm supported to be there and like there are mentally, th- I just had a lot of love in my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to change diapers for two weeks, which you didn't was have awesome. To change diapers. Yeah. <laughs> um and like and
0: speaking of which, like I feel like like I put I wrote a blog about this, but um how it was like crazy to watch like how like motherhood became thematically like part of the conversation around the Ironman World Championships, like, you know, between you, Rennie, and then Chelsea, of course, like, it just was like, oh, we're talking about this, you know, and and I was thinking about it after and like, because, you know, doing media, you have to pick like the stories that you're going to put out there. Right. And I ha- sort of, I've had this conversation with Kelly O'Mara, like, Tons and tons of times, right? Because on one hand, like we don't want to, like we don't want to start talk about start talking about like parenting like only with women, right? Like we don't want to be like oh, asking the women about being a mom without asking the men about being dads, um, and we only cover women, <laughs> so so it's hard to be like gender whatever equal in that. But the truth is, like when we ask women about motherhood. Our audience loves it. So that's like kind of like we're getting that feedback that like that's what they like, right? Um, on the other hand, I'll also add that like I, I'm always very careful to like unless someone's bringing up that conversation and it's like central to their identity, I'm not necessarily going to ask them. Yeah. If that makes sense. So if someone wants to talk about their performance, like if Chelsea came off that win and all she wants to talk about is her performance and she doesn't want to talk about motherhood, great. That's what we're going to talk about right? So, like, for you, like, you were talking about motherhood. Rennie? Rennie was talking about motherhood. Chelsea was talking about motherhood. So, it's, like, the things that women want to talk about, great. Like, I'll put that out in the world. Then the other thing I was thinking about was, like, how um, we often, like, how, like, women's content, content design for women is often, like, inspirational, right? right. Whereas, like, uh, mainstream sports media, which is kind of male centric is often about like it's often like performance related yeah
1: it should impress you
0: yeah like you're so yes exactly exactly so like i've been thinking about this a lot about like finding that happy medium too because like like we should be trying to um inspire other women we should be trying to inspire women we should like lift chelsea up and be like hey here's an inspiration right like but at the same time right? Like we don't want to not focus on like the performance elements of like what, you know? So like, I I, I sat with it. I just kind of sat with this because I'm like, okay, like as a media company, like what do we lean into? I can tell what our audience wants based on what they're commenting on mm. and liking and everything. Um, and I think that like, Actually, what's what's really cool about doing like women-specific coverage is that like we then actually find out what, like we find it, like we can unify those experiences, right? So like potentially in the past, like when have we heard Rinny really talk about motherhood? Not mm-hmm. that much, right? Right? Until she's like not going to be on the start line in Kona, and she says, and she thinks she needs to say her reason, right? And then she starts talking about it, right? So I'm like, oh, actually, if like those experiences are starting to be unified. Like actually the problem is that like mainstream sports are male centric in their lens generally. Right. But like, if we're, you know, if we're going to be female centric, it's like, okay, we're going to talk about a whole host of different things that we might not talk about if we were even related to performance. Like, of course, being a mom is related to your performance, Chelsea's performance, Rennie's performance. Of course, like our cycles are related to performance, of course. Like for me, for the older, <laughs> the older demographics, like menopause, like all of these things are related. So like, I think we're going to keep talking about them and it is related to performance and like outcomes in terms of winning races and stuff. So like, it's just this, like, that's just like a whole different world. Right. So like, I kind of realized, I think my, my main realization was like, it's not one or the other. Like I was pitting these things against each other. Like, are we doing inspiration? Are we talking about women-specific stuff, you know, or are we talking about performance? And we're talking about all of it together because it goes together because that's what our experience is,
1: right? No, uh, absolutely. I think, you know, you can't, you can't look at Chelsea's performance and be even more impressed realizing everything that she had to go through in the last two years. Um, and a lot of that had to do with having a child mm-hmm. and have, you know, just the day-to-day. So the process of coming back to fitness and how what a roller coaster it was. So, yeah, that was Chelsea ran a two fifty one, which is super impressive in Kona. I mean, it's super impressive. Period. Mm-hmm. But it just it adds a layer of dimension to her achievement. It's not. It doesn't define her. Mm-hmm. It just puts it into co- context, like how much harder it is for her to perform those she did.
0: Yeah, and can you say like you know in some cases I think and I, I I wouldn't know for Chelsea specifically, but in some cases I think you can say that like sometimes those experiences actually make people better, mm. right? Like you can't, you can't separate it out enough to know whether like right right would have been better off or worse off without ha- having an eighteen month old, <laughs> you know? Like yeah, totally. Yeah, she might have not won without the kid. Like you know, you don't know.
1: Right. right I well, so there I was. Somebody did share a, uh, a study with me. It was a meta analysis of um, like professional runners, female runners, and their performances after coming back.
0: Yeah, there's a local scientist here called Trent Stellingworth. He, Hillary yeah. Stellingworth, yeah. yeah, he worked yeah. on that study. Yeah, we were all talking yeah. about it.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and they, they came back like 23% faster. Mm
0: hmm. That's twenty three percent is freaking a lot,
1: or I I can't remember. Maybe I can't I
0: can't remember, remember either. I'm just if you say twenty three, I'll agree.
1: <laughs> this is not an informational podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wait, yeah. So, was, I, but I think I think you have to realize that there's so many elements that have to line up to be able to perform well after having a kid. But if you can get those lined up. Um, you know, physiologically, it looks like it might be beneficial. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I definitely feel like when I was training, when Rosie was young, it made me tougher. Hmm. Like, and I thought like, and we're Ironman athletes, like there's a certain amount of toughness just, just there to, to begin with. Right. But like, um, I remember like I had to train at certain times. Like you, it was just like, you had this time to train you had to go, it wasn't like, I'm going to wait an hour. I'm just going to have a snack. I'm going to, you know, like I'll wait till later in the day when I'm feeling a little bit more like going, like, I'm going to no, know you just had to go. That was it. Like, I can remember just pushing through so much more than I had to before that.
1: Yeah. But the, you know, the, the flip side is, um, you look at somebody like Rennie using her as an example. Uh, we chatted a little after the race, and she said, basically once, uh, Izzy, who's their older. Of the two, wanted to go back to wanted to go to school. She was bringing home these germs all the time. Uh, it was just nonstop, and they realized that Rennie had to essentially change her goals to be able to let Tim race, mm. and that uh, Iron Man was out of the question with Izzy baying in school. Right. That I mean, and these are the discussions where, you know, when I got Hawk's nasty cold, um, did Ben end up with an upper respiratory infection? No, mm-hmm. you know, like these are part. This is part of the conversation. Is that there is it, it does make it harder mm-hmm. <laughs> in some ways. Um, yeah for female athletes where there are certain cultural expectations about, um, who's the primary caregiver Mm -hmm. and that, that is the other side of sport.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think too, like, you know, um, for yourself or for Rennie, like, you know, the two of you have checked a lot of boxes in your career, you know, like you have a lot of, Trophies on your wall, kind of thing, like that metaphorically. <laughs> I mean, you probably also have a lot of trophies, but <laughs> um, even, <laughs> but like, I feel like there's a difference between when you're, you know, in Rennie's case, like when you're a four time winner there, mm. making a decision to focus on your kids. And oh, yeah. You know, if you're like, when you have unfinished
1: business. Totally, totally. Um, so I, I felt like you're, you're absolutely, because you, I think you said this in your blog, just having something, the unfinished business. So something to prove. Um, And that is super powerful. And I think somebody like Chelsea felt that um, where unfinished business, just that extra fire. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I just see the racing right now as a bonus. You know, I'm having fun. I enjoy it. I like to go fast, but I don't have that same self-imposed pressure to perform.
0: Right. And I also like, I, I also, and I want to say this clearly to you. Like, I feel like, and actually Celine Yeager and I have talked about this quite a bit. Like, I feel like I want to push back a little bit on some of the, I have friends who are like amateur athletes who felt a sense of expectation around how fast they came back to their sport after they had a kid and what their bodies looked like after they had a kid because of some of these, because of some of the pro athletes like Chelsea who are, like, out there and after it and, like, bounce back real quick, you know, uh, achieve amazing things, right? So, like, just, yeah, I just want to be really clear about the fact that, like, we need an environment in which, like, all of those choices are fine.
1: Totally. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea also had a sacral stress fracture. I think it was sacral. So, like, it it wasn't easy. Um yeah. But the problem with we just see the finish line, you know, most people tuned into the finish line and the race <laughs> without mm-hmm. following everything that preceded that. Yeah, and that's that's the problem with the media is, you know, you get such a small glimpse into somebody and that's the take home for those for the women who are coming back.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like everybody's choice is is a good one. Right. Like no one should be able to tell someone else what their priorities should be. And no one f- should feel pressure, especially like for your bodies to look a certain way or for your um, you know, for your fitness to be a certain place after X number of months or whatever. Like that's just that's just ridiculous. You know, like just like we all have different priorities in everything. It's the same with motherhood, you know. So yeah.
1: Well, the the fact that It was both meaningful, but there was a piece of me that was a little sad that when Serena Williams announced that she was retiring to be able to spend more time with her daughter, um, that she had to explain that. Mm -hmm. That, yeah, the fact that she has to say that is a little messed up. Yeah. (laughs) But also important. Although, is it? Like, I'm kind of like, is it is it? Or is it
0: just like we like if we're bringing the female experience in total into sport, like that's what it's going to look like.
1: Right, well, I guess, I guess I feel you know I mean? like, about it where, where it, it is important for her to talk about, mm-hmm. but the fact that we wouldn't expect, I don't know. I don't know if there was, ne- she felt an expectation. Only she can ask that an expectation to tell why.
0: Yeah. And, and us telling why might actually like, change men's sport too right oh. hamstring cramp sarah's hamstring cramp.
1: having a hamstring cramp again
0: sarah we will we, we really need to look
1: into your electrolytes <laughs> i just it was really weirdly positioned under my other leg okay it's funny okay. how i know what it is now
0: yeah sarah's, sarah's hamstrings is spasm
1: <laughs> it wasn't as bad as last time
0: Okay. It wasn't as bad Yeah, We probably won't need to edit out several minutes of you being in pain this time. Um, Unless you tell me, (laughs) then we will. All good. All good. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about is like you said that this happened to you know, this year in Kona, what was so great for me was because I wasn't sure I genuinely was not sure where our feisty triathletes were. Like, have they come with us on this journey? We've expanded into like menopause and women's performance broadly. We're doing all kinds of work across all kinds of sport. And like the triathletes, I've sort of thought, okay, like we brought some people with us, but it wasn't really sure. And then like being on the ground in Kona, like just, it was, if anyone's listening, who came up to me and said, hi, like, thank you. Because that meant, it just like meant so much.
1: Me too. I had, if we were riding listeners, say. If we were riding fans. Yay. They actually listen to our podcast. People actually listen. Oh, and thank you. And they were just so sweet and wonderful. And I wanted to give them hugs, but I'm kind of germy. So I didn't.
0: <laughs> so sorry for everyone who didn't receive a hug from Sarah because she couldn't talk about being germy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just like, that was really wonderful. Really um, lovely. Yeah. Well, I, I think yeah like like you because we've been gone for a few years it, you just didn't know what it was going to be like to be back yeah but you've grown your little empire in those few years
0: mm-hmm.
1: your little feisty team, my little empire yep your little feisty empire <laughs> it's just nice to have all your your fans yeah, you the know, people
0: Kendrick. like the people. like the people who it's like oh it's like it's not even And not even I don't even think about it as fans, and I don't think about it as about me because people aren't coming up to me being like Sarah, like that. It's about me. It's about like feisty and about the fact that like we're putting out content and programs into the world where people feel seen and heard and people relate to, right? In a space that like there there was kind of a void before. So that's what like that's
1: what I feel good about.
0: Yeah, it's it's the feisty community. It's the feisty community.
1: Yeah. I'm proud. I'm proud of you and your also, team. We made,
0: <laughs> we made 45 reels.
1: So. Which is crazy. 45. You had way too much fun. So also <laughs> exhausting. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. We made that, we produced
0: the eight podcasts, which was good, but we had like, we had, oh, sh- I give them a shout out. So um, Millie, who is a, one of our podcast producers at, um, was at home. So she would take the audio file every day. And she was here in Victoria having to like watch and listen to us be in Kona, having fun and edited the podcast and got it out for the next morning. So that was really great. Um, and then Tova, who's our customer service person does like the, a lot of the, com- like she does a lot of the commenting on social media and making sure people like are like talking to someone, you know, when they're talking on our social. And so she was like, Real that was just so great to have their support too, um, but yeah, forty five reels, amazing, That's a lot of reels. Kelly kept making fun of us with the reels.
1: <laughs> I got roped into a reel. You did, yeah. I thought I felt it was like a low key. It was kind of fun. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you definitely looked like you were enjoying it. Like your face was full of delight. <laughs>
1: Okay. I had fun. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you know, we're, How many of the the reels were planned in advance and how many were just kind of spontaneous impromptu?
0: I think they were like largely leaning to like spontaneous impromptu. So there were two, two kinds of reels. Like one were like, like the jokes we would come up with. And sometimes we'd talk about it for a couple of days until like the idea started to like formulate, mm-hmm. you know, like when we did, um, when we did the one about like me wearing the fins and paddles, like when to keep up with people, like that's like, <laughs> you know, when, once we thought of it, we're like, okay, there's a joke there. People relate to that. We know people wear fins, like in all, even in pools, whatever. So then sort of like coming together to get the clips um, or like wearing our swimsuits and running shoes, like in the shop.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um, We kind of like, they were mostly impromptu, but sometimes it would just take a little while to get it, like, to get it right, to get the text right. We'd go, okay, like, what's funnier? We'd do a lot of back and forth. And then the other kind were were the clips that came from the interviews you were doing. So someone would have to just, like, go back through. That was, like, that was actually one of my jobs, like, often just going back through and picking out what I thought was, like, the most, like, the best piece of the interview and then, then it would, we had a whole system then it would go to ellen who would like put on all the text beside the, the caption and like brand it feisty um so nah, it was it was mostly it was actually mostly just on the spot and they those two ella and ellen doing that they were they wanted to do the reel about um strava segment
1: hunting oh i missed that one
0: <laughs> they went on like a qom like like they they picked a whole like I picked like three or four short ones like near our, where we were staying and went out and just like time we could time trial them. Yeah. And <laughs> they like awesome. came they came second on one that was on the Queen K. And they were so excited. Like it was so cute. And like Laura King, I think they beat like Laura King on one of them and they were just like, Yay. So they so then um Ellen put together like a whole reel of them doing like Strava hunting.
1: <laughs> That's adorable. I have to look at that one. Yeah, it was pretty cute. Yeah. So they had fun.
0: Yeah, it was fun. We laughed because sometimes it's like, we can't go, like, we're not going to train unless we're like, we're not going to do any training. unless we're doing a reel. <laughs>
1: <Like> there, <laughs> has to be, there has
0: to be content made or we're not doing it.
1: <laughs> you know, if you do 45 reels, you could get pretty fit. Yeah,
0: we, I, think, I think we definitely maintained our fitness. Well done. I love it. All right, well, should we take a break and, and uh, come back and talk about some other stuff? <laughs> Let's do it. As a former pro triathlete, who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The Amino-Co's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that Amino-Co's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 2.30 whoa, (laughs) and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram-for-gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O ocom forward slash riding. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, Hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com that's iron women the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts iron women 1515 at orca.com
1: okay we took a break and uh let's uh let's talk about some other stuff oh 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 one thing so we were going to talk about not rants but um kind of observations about Ooh. Kona mm. that might need to be improved upon one thing Ooh, yeah that, one thing I heard mm-hmm. was that they kept on running out of liquids Ooh. on the run course so like we our house was on a lee and they ran out of water and ice I guess at some of the aid stations and they ran out of Coke pretty early on, on Queen K aid stations. So that is not good because it was very hot and humid and somebody might die. We had to, some guy drinking out of our hose. <laughs> At Yeah. And that's only a few miles into the run.
0: Yeah. yeah, I, you know, okay. That doesn't surprise me too much. So one of the things, cause we interviewed, we talked, we interviewed and talked to you like both Diana Birch and Andrew Messick. Right. And so, one of the things that happened was they didn't have enough volunteers for the Thursday race. Right. And so they had to reduce the number of aid stations because they didn't have enough people to to do woman them. And so, or man them. And so then, but if you're reducing the number of aid stations on one day, you have to do it on the other day in order to be fair. So that's why there were like less aid stations out there. And then we had like a super, super hot day. Right. Like it was like a day for like bike course, fast biking. Cause there was no wind, but then like, I, it was hot. Um, and it's always hot, but it was just like even a couple degrees at that point makes a big difference. Um, so yeah, that's why that doesn't make it good, but that's why. Um, so I, we heard that a lot about the aid stations that so we saw, like we saw on the coverage people, I even saw people doing it, like grabbing an entire giant water bottle and dumping it on their heads. You know, I was kind of reacting to that a little bit, watching it on the coverage. Cause I'm like, but what about the 2000 people behind you exactly like, you know exactly. this yeah. doesn't look good on you you know yeah. um but i understand why they're doing it right like because they're trying to keep cool out there like everybody
1: else you know. well our our point was that the stores are still open <laughs> you know like if you're running low can't you send somebody to the store Cause they weren't closed courses. They could be driving. Oh yeah. It's just. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I know. I, I don't, I didn't realize it must've been a bit later in the race. Like that. I didn't realize that actually the aid stations ran out. I knew that like there was, there were people that did not feel good about having the aid stations more spread out mm. um, on a hot day. Um, the thing that happened to us, that was interesting. So I do know this, like I'll give context for this because like one of the things about having the two day was that like the, because the mayor of the town has to, like, he has to deal with his constituents and do what's right by them, right? And so one of the problems with the Iron Man is that it, like, shuts things down. People can't get around. They can't get to work. And some businesses have to close down. And a lot of locals really don't like that, right? Fair enough. Yeah. Which is, like, yeah, I, I think totally. Um. And so one of the things that was, um, would you call it? Uh, one of the negotiations was that they would leave one lane open on the Queen K on both the days. So people could get around more easily, which I have to say being someone who drove on the Queen K during the race, during both of the races, it was a lot easier to get around and you weren't sitting in huge traffic jams. And you, although I did one day go up the top highway, which like the Beltline line highway, which is normally where you have to go to get anywhere to get out of Kona. Um, you didn't have to, right? So we got to the airport. Okay. On Saturday evening, um, all of that stuff. So it was easier to get around. But <laughs> when we so we were staying out in Lani, which is like a couple miles from Waikaloa. And when we came out, you in order to get up to the Beltline Highways. And this is Saturday during the men's race, right? We like packed up everything, left our accommodation, put everything in the truck, and then like <laughs> got in. They like ushered us onto the Queen K in the car. And I assumed that, like, we were ahead of the the pro men. Like, I was like, oh, we made it out here before the pro men are on the way back. Like, great, you know, because we would try to beat them and so we could watch the run. Um, And I'm like, great. And then we're driving. We realized, no, no, no. We are in the race. Like, we were driving on the Queen K in the bike race. (laughs) I was just like, this does not feel like, Like, and we know, we know, Iron Man, you know what I mean like we know the sport so like my chances of accidentally injuring someone are probably slightly lower than the average person but I was like this doesn't feel right yeah like I should not be and to be fair it's like it's like a two mile stretch before we like turn left off the highway to go to go up to the higher highway so it wasn't like they were letting us drive the entire way in on the Queen K I don't think because we got Usher, and I was going to go that way anyway, to not be driving in the race. Um, but it was, it was kind of a weird experience. Like we were all just like in a car, like what, <laughs> Like <laughs> why are we on the courts right now? Like, why are there like pro men, like surrounding the car?
1: It's so weird. Right. Yeah. Well, so, I think like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say from a performance standpoint, you could see that could be problematic If you have a car that is helping block winds, you know, like one of the reasons we don't allow tons of vehicles out there is because of that.
0: Yeah. Luckily, no pro men tried to draft off us.
1: Yeah. But it would have been funny. (laughs) 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 So we we were we were on a lead, like on the run course, and Mm -hmm. there was a car that was going and trying to go in the same lane As all the runners, because all the runners are in one lane and they allowed cars on the other side of the road. On Alihi? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't go that far down. There were
1: cars driving. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It seems really sketchy.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know if they were supposed to, but there were a lot of cars.
0: (laughs) And no one got, as far as I know, did you hear about any accidents during the race?
1: During the race, no. But uh, when I did pre-race drug testing, the ch- tester she said that uh, she had heard of a few people who've been who were hit by cars in the days leading up. So
0: interesting. Yeah, nothing during the race, which I can see why. Because like, like honestly, like the last like I saw Andrew Messick probably like four different times, mm. right? <laughs> and talked to him every time. And one of the last times he just said like like, please let no one get hurt. Like that was his. And now I see why he had that concern because they had had to make a decision, about between like having the two days and keeping the roads closed for, for one day event, you know, like more or less, that's what it sounded like again, I'm not going to, but that's kind of what it sounded like. That was one of the compromises that, that had been made.
1: There there are definitely some negatives to having the two days, but to be positive, I feel like we were able to see the women's race play out more than mm-hmm. we would have, if it had been both the men's and women's. And oh, so, that
0: was amazing. That's a huge.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah. I think Chelsea was allowed to shine. Yeah. Um, well, all the, all the, you know, pro women who were at the front were allowed to shine and that that's the huge positive. So let's, let's lean hard onto that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like there's no doubt about it, that like there was more media. We got to see the race better right? That like, actually, I think, I think partially because of that, there was a better race. Like it's partially because three years have passed and you have like the, the women like leveling up in terms of performance also just in general, but you also have the fact that like they're not tangled up in a men's race. Like it's all on them. And so I feel like that's probably why we had a bit of a, a spicier bike ride. Right. Um, than we normally do. Right. Which makes more exciting racing. Right. Um, more interesting for the, fans and for the spectators who are watching online too um so i i think there were a lot of really great advantages um and also not having like you know previously and and again i'm not going to pretend like like women don't like we didn't we didn't necessarily need our own day in order for there to be as much media coverage like let's right. be clear like that's a choice yeah right like that's a choice that someone is making about how many motos they put on each race right whether we're out there on the same day as the men or not good point Like, it is nice to have a woman cross first, which you can't can't have if there's a men's race going on at the same time. Um, But, like, so there are some things that are definitely about the Thursday. And then there are other things that are, like, we chose to focus on the women. Also, they had their own day, (laughs) you know. Um, So.
1: I I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Well, if anybody wants to send us a voicemail about their thoughts on Kona, we probably won't talk about it. Again, after this one, unless people want to send voicemails. We should probably take a bu- break since we've done so much. We're just a little, little tapped out on it.
0: A little tapped out. Although I am disappointed, Sarah, we recorded uh, two weeks ago. I recorded with Ella and Ellen um, yeah. a little mini episode that was a, like a 15 minute episode. And we asked if anyone had ever, you know, how there's all those like donkey crossing signs. Like, has anyone ever seen it? And no one responded. Like, I, I swear, those donkeys. Like, the donkeys are extinct. Like, we don't I've need I've never donkeys.
1: seen a donkey. <laughs> I've seen goats. I've seen goats. lots of lava. I them. saw
0: lots of goats this year. There were goats in the coverage this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah. Any animal stories related or not to Kona or any Kona stories related or not to animals, we will accept them.
1: Yeah. But in the meantime, we're back on the mainland. Send us a verse email and... We'll be back next week with another episode if, you're, if we're writing. My time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown, we know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top, we're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.